Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast. I am your host, Nicole Frolic, and I invite you to cozy up with me each week as I explore all aspects of the spiritual journey, spiritual biohacking, and expanding the mind beyond this reality. Remember that the collective awakening can start by planting one seed. So thanks for being such an amazing audience and sharing these shows with your family and friends. So without further ado, let's jump right into the episode and find out what we're discovering today. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm so happy to be back here with you once again this week. I have one of my favorite returning guests joining me tonight, David Shurgeon from Above Duality. Also, I guess now Above and Beyond Duality. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Dave. How you doing? Thank you. Yeah, pleasure to be here. As you said, it's my uh, my second home on YouTube it's an uh, amazing time. Excited to talk about some of the things that are going on. I'm sure it's going to resonate with a lot of people. I know. It's kind of crazy because you and I were chatting last week and you, you or was it a week or two ago, and you let me know like kind of what's been happening to you, which we're going to share with all of you. Um, but it's just interesting timing considering everything that's kind of coming out in the news right now about UFOs, which, you know, granted, I think, I think we both agree that there's probably a lot of disinformation in that in there and it's bent to control a narrative. Uh, and it's also, I think meant to be a distraction from certain events happening in Arizona right now. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think so. You know, I'm working with an inner earth group doing some, some grid work and there's some interesting stuff kind of coming out of there about disclosure and how it's going to look. And even the, uh, the light tables or the med beds and the, the things like that. And what was interesting to me was that this whole, even if you talk about disclosure, it's still coming from, coming from government controlled sources. And so you're always going to get some form of control or um, misinformation for sure, maybe some misdirection, but just a limited level of information. So as with everything in life, I guess, if you want to uh, get the best ingredients, you've got to go out to the field and pick it yourself. You've got to go to the source. So I think... Yeah, and I know we're going to get into Alison Coe's video, I think, in, in a little bit, but I'm not sure whether there'll be some bombs this year. I kind of feel like something is coming big time, whether that's solar activity um, or energies coming in or whether it's something from the government in this way. I do feel there is a snowball being moved to the top of the hill. Mm. You know? I don't know how anyone else felt today. And I know you mentioned before we went live, because I'm just now realizing it when you told me I wasn't even thinking about it. But I woke up this morning with a splitting headache. Um, I think part of it was a dehydration headache just because I didn't drink as much water yesterday as I usually do. But I just woke up like I felt like I hit a, was hit by a truck. It was so weird because I slept for quite a bit of the evening, you know, I had a good sleep and I'm just wondering if anyone in the audience of you guys felt weird today. How did like you, you needed to sleep a lot today. You said. I slept pretty much all day. Yeah. We had a show this morning and, um, I think from what time did we finish that? About one, about two o'clock. I slept from two until four thirty. made a tea and came on. So yeah, I've been a bit all day. I mean, as you know, when we get up into these realms in, in higher realms and astral realms, and even probably beyond that at this point, we're probably going even beyond that. Um, we've got to come back into our body and our physical body has this life force that, that kind of leaves or parts with this temporarily, not in, in soul level, but in a level of energy and goes and does its work in avatar form or however you want to look at that and then has to come back in. So we lose some of that energy and it's got to come back in. 
So, yeah, I mean, it's very draining right now more than ever. I know um, uh, Elizabeth April's uh, amazing show on that portal, I think that you sent around, uh, Nicole, a little bit ago about how we were doing that work in that portal. So we're not just leaving our body, we're actually giving a lot of light to these projects, closing portals, battles, I suppose. I, I can't remember any of them. Um, I've had battle type dreams, but not with ETs. So I'm sure there is a, there's a lot going on that um, is taking our physical energy or taking our, our esoteric energies and that it's coming back in that we're having to replenish. So yeah, I feel it big time. You know, I feel like this year has been so far as we get closer to the middle of the year, we're almost there. We're coming up to our first lunar eclipse of 2021 tomorrow. So happy lunar eclipse to everyone. It's, a, it's you know, I think it's going to be a powerful one considering uh, oh, how this year is already playing out. I, for me, this year has felt so powerful just in a sense of, where it's taken me into my shadow work, as well as the upgrades that I've been experiencing um, this year. Mm. Also, the connections of different people um, has been incredible. And I, I know just from my alchemy group, so many of them are activating right now. Like so many of them are experiencing upgrades, um, ET contact themselves. And so to me, there's something interesting about 2021 that I feel like you said, you feel like something big is coming and not to sound cliche, like we could say that every year because there are people who make predictions and, and, and it never does happen. But I feel though, there is something happening. I think, Ooh, okay. Ooh, just downloaded. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the reasons why the jab is coming out right now is because of all the DNA upgrades we're receiving. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, there's, there's multiple agendas, but that's definitely in the mix. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That just came in. So, How's twenty one? How's twenty twenty one been for you on a on a on an activation integration upgrade kind of level, as well as facing some of your shadows? Yeah. So I, I mean, I've been really aware of a lot of stuff for quite a bit now, a number of years, going back to sort of oh nine oh ten. But my activations and really my ET contact, which we'll get into, I think began big time back two thousand eighteen, two thousand nineteen, and it's just accelerating. When it comes to sort of my activations and things like that, I definitely am. I'm feeling the the, the dissolution of the ego and and the the clinging on of the ego. I suppose if you want to call it that, I'm finding having to really be disciplined about keeping a lot of uh, stray thoughts coming in, whether they're you know attacks or whether they're just sort of this merging of consciousness element, this dissolution of the ego, which is going to be very interesting because as we head more into this this realm of, um, of DNA activation, you know, the ego is not, there's going to be a transition, but it's, it's going to transform. And so everything that we, everything is going to change the way we desire things, the way we, um, we're attached to things in the material. It's all going to, I think it's going to shift quite fast in pockets. There's going to be big chunks of, you know, big waves that come through and wipe stuff out. And so I'm feeling that, the biggest thing activation wise for me is the, the allowing of the divine feminine to come in. And for men, that's quite difficult because we do spend a lot of time in our egoic um, methodologies and, and ways of thinking, especially if you've been in the business world or the sports realm, it's very heavily 
um, egoic, which I have been. So I think the, the biggest thing for me is to allow, you know, females into my life to, to activate me, to be more vulnerable around, uh, which I haven't done in the past. And I, I was taught that from my father very, very well. <laughs> um, so the, the relationships that are coming into my life and have done over the last, I think, year two, maybe three years have been very divine feminine presences. And so that has been really interesting to sort of observe. Um, DNA activation wise, I feel that I'm syncing more telepathically with people. I know a lot of people are getting this. You know, you've, we had this for many, many years. You think of someone and then they text you sort of basic stuff. But now it's deeper. There's when you think of someone, there's sort of more of a, like an etheric cord connection. You know, there's sort of it, something travels across the, the tracks, the railway straight to you. And I'm feeling that with a few relationships right now. So that's interesting. Um, I mean, it's sparking a hell of a lot more ET contact. I know I've got um, hybrid DNA, so they follow me around everywhere. Now, they probably have done for a long time. I just haven't looked up a lot until the last sort of three years. Um, and now I just, it's just ridiculous. It's just like seeing birds and we'll get into that. But yeah, I feel it. And I feel it's the, the, these integrations are making me in pockets, very, very tired. Um, I'm very active. Like I, I, I'm in the gym three or four times a week and what have you, but this is a very different level of tiredness. This is uh, you know, like your soul is tired. Your energy is depleted at a, you know, a, a fourth and a fifth density level and beyond and your physical body can't, it can't just have good nutrition and snap back into it. It kind of goes on for days. Like you said, you wake up feeling like you've pulled a train across the Sahara. Like, what the f I went to bed at night, what happened? So, um, yeah, I think, and this is going to accelerate, but I also think it's going to, we're going to become more, more stable at certain levels to receive stuff that's coming in. And that includes, you know, the collective energies for people that are asleep and karmic stuff with our own and ancestral stuff as well. We're just leveling up. And um, I think everyone, all the light workers are going through. I don't know anybody who's really awake, who's not going through Ascension symptoms, if you want to call it that, but so it's powerful. Well, speaking of powerful, one of the themes that I've seen with a lot of um, my clients, as well as those of you in the alchemy program is people are really being called to come into their power at this time uh, more than ever. And obviously there's good reason for it, for what's coming. There's no time. Well, I shouldn't say there's no time left because, well, there really isn't time. <laughs> but um, I feel that there is a, mm, what we, how, what's the word to use? Not a sense of urgency, but necessity, you know, like of, of what's coming through. Like it's time to really kind of step into your power to own yourself to realize that you're not the small person there's no need to play small anymore there's no need to um cower to the mission you've been feeling very guided to step into i'm really feeling that a lot of people are getting that push right now from their higher guidance their higher self their um whatever it might be to to really step into that right now. Mm. Yeah. I mean, my sun sign is in, in Leo. So I've always been the, I want to strategize. I want to know what's going on. I want to kind of have a, a sense of security and, and, and a, a formula for what's about to sort of come in in my life. And that's been a big part of my transition right now is just to know that actually, you know, when we talk about being on a mission and things like that, now that does, that comes in, that's valid. But a lot of the work that we're supposed to be doing right now is literally just holding the light you know, being those, those pillars across the continents of earth 
so that Gaia can shift in this window that we're kind of in now, it's accelerating. And there's other parts there, like there's your own work, there is work with other people. So that's not to be ignored like you just, oh, I got to do nothing. But if you feel that, maybe you do. Um, I know for me, I get validation from that every time I go into sort of a business project of some kind, I get all excited about it because that's sort of the old tendencies, the old egoic intellectual mind. And then about a week into it, I'm like, I don't want to do this at all. Like I feel <laughs> so unmotivated to do this work completely. And it's because there's more stuff coming, but it's a different mission now. Yeah, no, I, I feel that too. I've been going through waves of just feeling like a powerhouse and wanting to like go through a lot of stuff, got all this creativity flow coming through. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, like I don't want to do anything. Yeah. I, I have no motivation whatsoever. Like I just want, I'm like, I just want to channel my inner Peggy Bundy and eat bonbons on the sofa. <laughs> That's funny. I just feel that. Um, okay. So, Let's talk about the attack you've recently experienced and yeah, well, um, why you think that that or why you know that that's happened. I didn't know it was, to be honest. Um, I'll mention it, you know, in the, the full capacity, which I don't think I have yet. Um, I connected with a, a wonderful young lady and we just kind of two candles coming together, a real um, light and powerful connection and soul history, all kinds of stuff. It's very, very interesting. She's an incredible young woman. And we started sort of getting together and getting familiar and getting to know each other. And then on the second occasion, um, I came back from, we went skiing in the, the mountains. And I thought that I was just, it was um, getting hot and cold because there's a really cold wind on the ski lift at Lake Louise, but it was really warm. So we'd taken layers off. So we're constantly getting hot and sweating and, and getting cold again. And um, a couple of days after we got back, just like something crazy. And I never get sick, like ever, ever, ever get sick. Um, <clears throat> and what happened was I started to go into crazy fever up and down. It was very up and down, like someone was sort of turning the dial. This is all in hindsight, like I didn't realize this at the time. Um, I started to develop what I didn't know, but I know now was pneumonia very, very quickly over two or three days. Um, in at least one of my lungs, there was, you know, blood coming up. I had sinus infections and I was bleeding there. I was just, my lung capacity was down to about 60, 70%. I couldn't really walk around without getting out of breath. Um, fever was going probably through 105. It was pretty, pretty high sometimes. And there was a couple of days there where it, my, my fever must've gone just bonkers because I'd woken up. My body was so hot. Like I went outside on my patio like wearing nothing except um, underwear. And I just sat outside and it was probably, you know, one or two degrees Celsius for about 10, 15 minutes. And I was still getting hotter. And I'm like, you know what? I actually feel like I might die. Like I felt so like I was not leaving my body. I definitely felt out of body consciously. And I didn't even have, have enough wherewithal to call um, the, uh, an ambulance. I've been staying out of the hospital for, you know, CV-19 reasons. I'm going to go near them. I don't like them anyway, the best of times, but, um, and that, that happened. And then that went on for a couple of days. Like it, it got to that really high, okay, holy SHIT, I might actually die. I didn't fear it. Like I don't, I didn't fear dying. I didn't fear the death element. It wasn't fear, but there was definitely a, okay, like this is, this could be interesting. And then after a couple of days and I was on antibiotics, I decided to take a course of antibiotics. It was doing nothing. I was getting worse. I'm like, holy cow. I've got MMS. I was cycling that. That was doing nothing. 
It's because I had what I'll talk about in a minute. I had some Invermectin, which um, I'm mentioning all the banned words. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh well, I've said it now. Uh, the I had the. Uh, we're just the, gonna uh, we're just gonna send in some white light around all the words that are just yeah. spoken. Pleiadians do your work, magic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> there it is. Archangel Michael, get rid of it. Okay. Um, and nothing was working, and I, you know, I was heading towards this quite a dark mindset to be honest. And it was sort of, you know, when you're in that space, you just can't intellectually think, you can't connect to source. I was definitely feeling that I couldn't meditate in any way. Anyhow, uh, after two days, it's went on for about three weeks, but after two days of really, two three of really intense, uh, this stuff, they just broke. And then within three or four days, I was completely better. So what I found out was I told uh, one of the inner earth group, look, I'm, I'm not in good shape here. And um, I didn't know this, but she had reached out to who I think is one of the great white brotherhood here on earth, a very powerful energy healer. And I didn't know what was going on, but he had, he had tuned into me. He'd gone into ceremony and he had gone in. He told me this after, cause I had a conversation with him. I, I connected with him. He'd gone in and taken out two esoteric implants, one that was reducing my chakra spin apparently, and one that was blocking my connection to, to source and um, he'd removed them. And then all of a sudden, as soon as he removed them, the antibiotics literally kicked in and I was within two or three days. And I felt the next day, like I'd had a tumor removed. It was really, and I think one of my implants was, was solar plexus. It was one of the, uh, the areas. And I, cause I felt like someone had removed something from me. Anyway, I'm, le- I'm talking about learning about this after the fact. And cause he had reached out to, um, to Eleni, this, this uh, gal who I told initially that I wasn't doing so good. And she was like, yeah, it was a psychic attack. It was a psychotronic attack. And they'd used um, CV19 frequencies to implant these in your esoteric field. And I was like, holy cow, okay, interesting. I've never been attacked like this before. So I was kind of just processing it. Anyway, I got on the phone with Jesse, the, the healer, and he walked me through the whole thing, what he did and what he saw. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot, that was amazing. So that happened and sort of the, the contact that I've been having, which we'll get into the connection with this amazing uh, soul and the work that we almost certainly are gonna be doing um, is just, it's, it's like kids, the dark forces, I, I think I said to you, are like kids throwing bricks at cars. They can't kill the light, well, they can kill the light workers, but they, they won't. They're just slowing us down with stuff like this. And so um, I don't feel any, any negative emotions towards whoever did it. I think it was reptilian. I'm not 100% sure on that, the, the, the bad reptilian side. Um, but I'm not sure about that piece. So don't take, don't take, mm-hmm. that, take that as, as you will. Uh, but it was very powerful and it did slow me down. But now I feel stronger than ever. I've also felt like I cleared some stuff in that. Jesse probably cleared some stuff with me. And now my contact again is, is actually gone up another level. So it's, it's pretty powerful. Wow. So, okay. I mean, clearly you believe that this was in, this was done because of your involvement with Nessie? Part, partly, yeah. I think it was, it wasn't specifically an area. It was just the light that a lot of us are bringing in and going to be doing with the, you know, events coming up with the, the solar activity, et cetera, with the, ch- the shifts coming. And they're just trying to, you know, I'm nothing special. And it's not like, oh, David, some hero will stop him. It's, it's just, it's very, as you raise your head above the pulpit, okay, we'll, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll do that. It's very sort of, you know, like that, I think, because a lot of light workers are experiencing these attacks in different forms, you know, different shapes and forms, not necessarily being, you know, horrendously attacked 
um, like that medically, psychologically as well, you know, little mind hijacks and stuff like that oh, is yeah. ongoing. So it's, you know, and, and Elizabeth April talks about this, is about developing the tools, being aware of what's going on, staying out of the fear frequency and stepping into the love, you know, the love frequency, the divine feminine energy and warrior spirit. And just as stuff comes along, transforming it with that love energy. And um, so that's what I'm doing my best to do. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I don't know how I can say this because I don't want to talk about it um, directly. <laughs> All I'm going to say is that I and a bunch of others were attacked by um, negative beings and entities for participating in something. And I'm not going to go into what that was. Uh, it was a public thing um, online. And the level of attack that came was so potent and so high mm-hmm. that um, which which tells me like for everyone watching, I'm actually doing a video on how to clear contracts with demons because there were demonic entities, um, big let's just call them big boss demonic entities that were um, very upset with a lot of us for doing what we were doing. And a lot of lessons were learned for me, I think for the other people that were participating in this. And, uh, but what it did though, what the, what the positive thing that came out of it was, is that it forced me to get into a place where I had to dig deep into my own inner power to remember parts of who I am and to declare more of my own sovereignty and to say no to Mm. certain energies and how to do that. And, um, it's interesting. I feel that that's coming up for a lot of us. I feel like there there are a lot of attacks coming in, but I think it's because many of us are leveling up, like I said, being called to come into our power. And sometimes when you're getting called to come into your power, you have to... Um, overcome like let's just call it like a video game level of some sorts of like that um that big whatever monster at the end of that video game you've got to overcome it in order to go up to the next level and so i feel like many of us because we're being called to that we're being forced to face a, some sort of some sort of darker energy or demonic energy or shadow aspect of ourselves okay mm-hmm. that is there to reflect back to us what we need to step into um or like what not like their power but our own power and um i feel like that's part of a lot that's going on for this year mm. i also get coming through now that there's there are people with contracts with darker energies to to do this you know this time i'm going to come in you're going to get attacked and there are and not necessarily everyone but there is a contract there to to help you level up at this time you know it's, it's no look what we got coming and the the timing of having to level up you know if we didn't have these things come in most of us we're so busy and, and not thinking about it not all of us but we kind of will we'll miss the opportunity to uh, to level up or we won't you know these things have got to happen to some of us to to do that and we wouldn't otherwise which is quite interesting so the etheric implants do you know exactly who or what it was from like i mean you're saying that you think it's reptilian but do you have an idea of general like be even beyond that like what like why it was tar- like who was targeting you or no i don't i mean when i grew up my mom would always say that when she'd have readings clairvoyant readings that i was a child of light 
And she kind of explained that. I mean, there's different terminology for that. Um, Alison kind of talks about it in, in her video with this, this regression with this fellow that a lot of souls here have spent many lives doing what they do across the, the thousands of years. And they're here at this time just to, not necessarily with a ton of karma, but stuff to work out and things like that, but mainly just to hold the hold the light, to enjoy and have fun. And that's definitely part of my mission. So I think when it comes to the, the attack, I don't feel like um, that it was a specific direct thing because I'm on a really important mission here. Again, I think it was just interference. The, the group that were involved, I haven't really tuned into that yet. To be honest, it hasn't really interested me because I don't fear it. And um, I don't feel, I feel like they're going to become less and less able to do this stuff. I, I'm starting to feel very powerful in that way. Mm-hmm. Famous last words. <laughs> It'll be the end of me. Won't see me again. <laughs> cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in brackets. Um, yeah. So, no, I don't. I, I think uh, Jesse mentioned that it was reptilian or learning. I can't remember one of them did. It's why it's in, in my my brain it okay. was very what's very interesting about it was the speed that it was delivered mm-hmm. it, it came on very very quick and it escalated extremely fast and my immune system's like fort knox like i never like i said every seven to ten years i probably get sick and even then it's just the cold and it's from mm-hmm. overtraining it's just a little thing but this was this is the sickest i've ever been by a long way um so no i don't know the group I think probably um, it was reptilian. I'll maybe tune tune into it if I feel called to. Um, but again, it's not to be feared. It's to be uh, looked at, you know, neutrally, and to say, okay, well, what, why why did this happen? What are the synchronicities? What I can what can I gather from it at this point, and what can I take from it to grow in the mission that I'm on? Mm-hmm. So that's the way that I see it. Um, I couldn't give you an answer of, of who it was. Okay. Well, speaking of Allison Co. Her latest video that came out on the week, I think it was the weekend, right? Like Sunday or gosh, um, Saturday or Sunday. And uh, she released that great video of the gentleman who session uh, that she had the QHHT session with. And you were quite moved by that. It left you quite emotional. Would you like to share with the audience um, a why? Yeah. Again, this goes right back to childhood. Like I was about five or six years old and I was sitting on the couch with my mom at our farmhouse, the farmhouse we just moved to. I was, I can remember it clear as day. I was looking out across, we had a really beautiful view out of the the living room window. And I remember saying to my mom, I just don't think this is going to last. Like, I think it's going to end. And I think I said it in more of a, everything's going to end kind of way. Now everything's beginning. It's completely opposite of that, as we know but the old world is going to be ending. So I've always had that. I'm leaving. Something's going to finish. Even if I get stressed in my life, I've been through quite a bit of my life. It doesn't matter. Like it's how I've been able to get let go of stuff. I've always felt that it doesn't matter. Like in the, where we're going, it just doesn't matter. Let it go. And that's been with me my whole life for all things, right? Going through nearly being bankrupt several times to, you know, people dying in my life, all this stuff, illnesses. Um, And so I think that um, Allison's video really hit home from a number of avenues. And I'll talk about a synchronicity that happened today on today's show earlier on. Uh, Jacqueline was talking about, and she hadn't seen Allison's video, 
and I'm assuming people watching this will, will have watched it. If they haven't, don't worry. I'm sure going to Nicole's Alchemy on it, she's uh, Telegram, I think she's posted that. Um, is that um, Jacqueline, right from a very, very early age, had had an activation, these two crystalline beings that appeared to her in her, her room. And they had said to her, uh, part of your mission here is you're going to be helping people on ships in the future. And she told me this in the show. I'm like, holy shit, like that's a, didn't that not when you heard Alison's video, did that not like, did your hairs not stand up on the back of your head? She's very like calm, super chill. She was like, well, actually now you mention it. You're like, yeah, I didn't really think about the synchronicity. And I'm like going crazy. Like that would like blow my hair back, right? Um, anyway, so I think that feeling of, um, of we're going somewhere has also been amplified by other things. Like I've been, I've had uh, visions come through where I've been offered to leave the planet more than once by groups. I've been literally called out onto my balcony and I've had not voices, but um, thoughts that are coming from else, like downloads, thoughts that are coming from elsewhere. Like stuff like, oh, maybe the ascension is not gonna happen on earth or maybe I'm not gonna be on earth. This, this sort of message is coming through a number of times. So will I be leaving when, when we go? I don't know. I'm really open to just serving however I can, whatever is the right, right method. Can I play devil's advocate here for just yeah. a moment? <laughs> um, because this this is another this is another thought that has I, that I've at least been um, aware of. That do you think that given the attack that you've been under recently, that you leaving Earth before ascension or you know not living it out here, that that would be a ploy to get you off planet? Very potentially. The energy is very different. So I would say no from my read on that. Mm -hmm. I would also say based on um, uh, some of the things, but especially in Alison's, Alison's session, uh, this fellow had said that he'd felt like he wasn't from Earth originally. And I've had that for a long, long time. I've really felt like, oh my God, like I'm really done with the planet. I really feel like I don't belong here. I really feel like I can leave tomorrow and just leave everything behind. I've got no problem with attachments. So I've had this in my in my being for a long, long time. So I don't think so. I mean, there's always that possibility you never close the door to, you know, being mindful of that stuff. But I feel as I, I mean, the last five years, I've really been sort of streamlining my life to retire, but it's, I don't know about retirement, but to be free, to have my time to do whatever I want, to have online, you know, sources of revenue so I can be free. And over that time, I think I've, I've just been in this, uh, this layered journey of, of letting go of stuff, whether it's my son that I have, whether it's people who've died, whether it's, you know, former wives and this kind of stuff, whether it's businesses. And every time I found it easier just to do what I need to do, leave it in good standing, do whatever healing needs to be done, and then just leave it behind. <clears throat> and that's become quicker and quicker for me. And that seems to be on this accelerating path because either we are, we are shifting, we're going to a completely new paradigm, or I'm leaving to go somewhere for a bit. Um, I've always talked with people. I've always joked like, mm, I don't think I'm going to be on earth for a while, uh, for very long. I've always said that stuff. I've always felt that. So I, I feel like that ties in a lot to the energy and the, the messages I've got with that. Mm -hmm. And with the groups that have been coming in, which we'll get into a little bit, I'm sure, um, there's that energy of we're here uh, with this video with Alison, it's clear that I'm doing some work with some of them. Um, and what was interesting, particularly in that video from one of the pieces was that I, I've always felt like I wanted, like I said, to leave, to get out of here. I'm not to, to sort of run away, but there's 
as a calling home somewhere. It's somewhere different. I'm, I'm from a very deep calling. And when she had said, when she described that, no, you, cause I'm always, whenever I have a contact experience, I'm like, guys, that was great. I want to meet you. <laughs> Can you show up in my living room? Can you come to me in meditation? Like I'll go back. Can I go up on a ship? Take me with you. All this stuff. Like I get really kind of, I want to meet them. And they're probably like, dude, you just did that last night. You just like don't remember. You were here with us yesterday, right? <laughs> so when she said to him, this fellow, that um, we can't do that because then you would completely disconnect from the earth plane. I'm like, boom, like that's Makes absolutely sense. right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. Um, it, so you've also got received some information about other human colonies on planets other than this one. Yeah, so I can't, I won't share names with this, but we did interview someone recently and um, more than one person, but one in particular that he has brought into to my attention. And this tied into so many other synchronicities. Oh my God. So when I started to get this message about leaving the planet um, and I hadn't talked about it because I was just sort of processing it still as you do, um, trying to figure out really what it means and just left it because it kind of tied in with a lot of what I've been feeling anyway. But I'd had people reach out to me on Instagram, emails saying, oh, I had a dream last night and you were uh, doing your podcast on the green screen and you're on another planet. I'm like, I haven't talked about any of this stuff yet. This is really interesting. So this started to go on. And then we interviewed this individual and he had shared, I thought he shared this off camera to me and Kiara, but we had another call because he, he was interested in what I was talking about on our first call. And we, him, him and I had another conversation. So maybe it was just this, but I thought he shared it with me and Kiara. Anyway. But on the call that he shared this stuff with, with me, um, he was talking about one individual who is physically uh, off planet right now in a new earth um, colony. I don't know where, he doesn't know where, but I've had visions of that to a degree. I've had, not necessarily, I can see, see rocks and structures and cities and landscapes, but I've had the feeling of that other place. And I'll, I'll communicate a couple of experiences in a bit. Um, so and immediately I got a, a psychic connection when he started talking about that, of what she was experiencing. And she's sort of in this place where she's done a lot of work off planet and she's, she's having to decide. They said, look, this group, I'm not sure who this group is, but um, they said, look, you're going to have to decide whether you want to go back physically to, the, to Gaia or whether you want to stay here for whatever reason. And he's also talked about other people, but that person specifically really triggered some stuff for me and all this other stuff is going on. Like I'm leaving. So will I leave? I, I don't know. I'm open. To, I'm having a lot of fun. Like I'm open to, to going wherever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I totally understand because things are really intense right now. Things are really intense. There's so much that we're feeling. I think we're feeling a lot. We're feeling, I think we're feeling, I think we're feeling the potential to be quite honest. I think that is what a lot of us are feeling. And then the duality of the lack of that potential and how frustrating that can be. And I think that's why a lot of people are, you know, as Allison put out another video today um, of saying that the majority of people were feeling like we're just done. We're done here. Mm -hmm. And I can understand. I can understand where that emotion comes from. Clearly you do as well. And it's a constant battle. It's a constant battle because, you know, one of one of the most difficult parts of being here is 
This planet thrives. It thrives on illusion. It thrives on it. It does not thrive on the truth. Mm -hmm. And so when you're finally coming into alignment with your own truth, it just becomes almost a very grating experience as you're going through, let's just say some of the healing moments, which are going to always come along the journey. There are also going to be moments where you're now you've, you're, you're integrating that healing and you're feeling some more of that power and you're on a bit of a high. It's, it's, it's an interesting time right now. I'm definitely feeling it. Definitely feeling it. It's, it's, um, and Jeff and I talk about this, Jeff from Retooling the World, the, the Lamastery that we've got here in, in Calgary to do the, some of the mastery work that, that we're doing is very much a case of, um, and this is, I think this is, this is one of the, the benefits of being a guy and there's not many of them, but um, you women are amazing, is that uh, we can shut stuff off. Now, often that's in denial and we, we deny healing and I've certainly been part of that. Um, but we're able to, maybe shut stuff off a little bit quicker than, than women because your brains are just, there seems to be so much more capacity there to go to so many places in a good way. Um, and so I think that the, the journey that we're on is this doing being, the do, be, do, be, do, which is kind of the joke in class is that it's that 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 pairing. There's times to do and, and stuff, and but there's times to be. And I'm feeling that the being part more and more and more and more now, but the being part, if you're in a major city right now, if you're in a, you know, a CV-19 restricted area like I am in Canada, it's in your face. Like it's, it's out there. It's coming to the surface like no other. And it's very difficult to avoid. So I've become a bit of a hermit actually. But anyway, uh, which is not necessarily a good thing because I do like adding value and, and serving others. is a great part of my joy here. But um, it can be a cha- real challenge to, and notwithstanding the attacks and things like that, to not be able to relate to people. But I find that when you're really focused on trying to walk the path to some degree and really focusing on uh, the work to, you know, the, the spiritual push-ups to, to keep your vibration high and to continue raising it, is that you, I'm, I'm attracting people who are awake now. I've not attracted anyone that's asleep for months. Everyone I meet, whether it's on the rooftop patio, I'm barbecuing uh, an engineer a couple of days ago. And I'm like, okay, he's an engineer. Maybe he's a little bit because the engineers that I know, no offense to anyone who's an engineer here, they tend to be a little bit, especially they're very well educated in the system. They tend to be a little bit closed-minded. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, I saw in, I don't know if it was one of my Telegram posts, but yeah, I think it was. Someone mentioned that they're an engineer and they're really struggling with with staying in that career uh, or not not even career, studying, I should say. Mm. And a couple other engineers popped into the chat, explained the same thing that, the system that they have to operate in is don't question anything. This is this is how everything operates. You're just here to fill a position and do the work, so to speak, without ever challenging anything. Mm-hmm. And so I can see how that, you know, I think there are a, a engineers that are waking up in that or realizing that the system's broken and it doesn't allow them to actually exercise their own muscle of the gifts that they were given. Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, there, you know, I've got a lot of friends who are engineers and they want to gas here. But um, a lot of them are very, they're programmed to really live in their intellectual minds so much through all the work they do. Now, the ones that are awake, I tend to find that they, the ones that need to be creative in some way, and they need to have a connection to source to an open connection to source to, to, to create stuff. 
Um, and again, it's a mix of people, but this film, I like to drop those seeds now. Like I just drop maybe bombs, whatever you want to call it, but I drop these seeds that are pretty heavy. Like if you're not awake, like you think I'm pretty, pretty nuts, which I am. And I'm fine with that, that, uh, determination. But anyway, um, and I said, we were, we were talking, I was barbecuing something vegan and, um, he was barbecuing like this huge spread of meat for some peeps who were up on the patio. It was like a carnivore's feast. There's nothing wrong if you still eat meat, by the way, in this. I would have been digging in. (laughs) I I ate meat as an athlete for 20, 25 years plus and a lot of it. So, you know, no no big deal, whatever's right for you. But anyway, um, and I said to him, um, we got talking and I could tell through his field that he was a little bit awake. I can tell, I can feel those brainwaves quite early on now. And I just said, okay, I'm going to drop this. I said, well, yeah, everything you know, everything you know in the material world, making money, the food you eat is about to, to change, do a 180. And he, and I normally, when I say stuff like that, people are like, they change the subject. It doesn't register with them or they don't understand me because of my accent, whatever it is. But he really picked up on it and we talked for 25 minutes. He burned all his food, which was kind of funny. They weren't happy, but anyway. So um, I get stuff like that really all the time now. All my interactions are people who are awake and we, you know, we learn from each other. So I drop these seeds and, and I get stuff from them as well. So that's interesting. But I think as you walk this path w- with a, a strong degree of focus, you just won't really, not always, but you won't really attract people who are asleep anymore. You know, the stuff that will, will the, the you know, the arguments online with, with former friends and all this stuff. And I've had plenty of them that get heated very quick and get, people get triggered, et cetera. They'll just fall away more because you get more anchored in your mission and you get mm. more aligned with it. And I'll just share a story that we shared in class. Uh, I think it was last week, Yogananda, Parmahansa Yogananda, um, autobiography of a yogi, a wonderful book. Um, there was a disciple that came to Yogananda and he was, he'd been sort of uh, brought there through various life paths. And Yogananda really came to uh, power and, and, and mastery quite late in life. I think in forties sort of in, in age roughly. And anyway, um, this disciple had come to, to Yogananda and said, look, I'm, I'm an initiate and I've, I've, I feel like I'm here at the right time. And I, I want to be a disciple. I want mentorship, what have you. And uh, Yogananda said, okay. And they started talking and it became apparent that the path that, that this disciple was going to have to walk was a little bit different to the one that he was on. And he was just, and he was getting visibly upset. And Yogananda said, speak to me. Like, I can feel like you're, you're in a bit of anxiety. And he said, well, yeah, like you're telling me that, that the path we're going to have to walk is, I'm going to have to leave behind the promiscuous sex and the smoking and the drinking and uh, um, all this stuff in the material. And he sort of said, okay, well, are you smoking right now? You're smoking cigarettes right now. Do you, do you smoke? He said, yeah, I've been smoking for a, a long, long time and it brings me a lot of joy and stuff. He says, don't worry. You're not going to have to let go of smoking right now. And he's like, okay, oh, that's, that's good. I'm, I'm excited. And then uh, you're going to say, well, are you, are you drinking right now? And he said, yeah, I'm, I drink alcohol and what have you, I go out with friends and stuff, nothing wrong with that. And you're going to say, well, don't worry, you're not going to have to give up alcohol right now. And he's like, oh, this is sounding great. And then there's a silence and he said, well, what I will share with you is as you walk this path, path of the light, as you walk this path of really self-mastery is what it is of activation, is the things that you're talking about, the homes, the cars, the smoking and the drinking, and there's nothing wrong with any of this stuff unless it's a master of you, then it becomes a problem and I've been there. But he said, when you walk this path, this stuff that you're talking about 
will fall off you like decomposed old clothes as you continue to walk the path. It will just no longer become a desire in your desire body because you will be anchored in the light more. And I found that a very interesting story. And I think we'll, we're going that, that way. Mm. You know, a lot of us now are experiencing that way. Oh, yeah. Getting friendships and marriages and all this stuff, children, mm-hmm. in quickly too. And it's like, holy shit, like what, what just happened? Like is that, that has right? been... That has been one of the strongest observations that I've personally made in my own experience in this journey is the value shift where I use where my values used to be versus where they are today has is a completely different is completely different than where I was in my 20s and early 30s. And it's been a gradual shift. It's not something that happens overnight. I mean, it can to some degree, but for the most part, it's a gradual shift. And Um, definitely values have been anchored more in healthy relationships, um, deeper connections, uh, healing, um, and disconnecting from the perverted system of the matrix. The matrix is so perverted in that it, um, it basically promotes unhealthiness. It promotes, um, perversion of, um, sexual desire. It, um, it promotes, uh, choosing material over humanity, you know, or it promotes, I don't know, greed over love. And so it's just, it's one of those things that absolutely, it just naturally happens before you know it. You're like, I don't even want that stuff anymore. Yeah. It really falls away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the DF, the dark forces and the matrix construct is designed to keep the human form in the emotional body. We're designed in this system as we're controlled, as we exit it, this changes, but to, to be busy in our emotions. And if you haven't learned any degree of discipline, any degree of self-mastery, and I, I did but in a different way through sport and business. My father had taught me that, which was one of the good things, is I was always very disciplined with my emotions. I went too far with that. But... Um, we're seeing that now, like even a lot of light workers who are out there are just, they're kind of all over the place. Like a lot of them are still doing a lot of healing. They're not necessarily aware of what healing is or what shadow work is or this stuff. They're not necessarily aware of what's fully coming. And they're in a bit of what sort of Corey says is end times madness. Even people who are awake, you know, they, they're still not balanced and grounded. And there's nothing, you know, it's not a critique or a judgment of anyone. We, we go through this. I've been through plenty of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I think I'm called more to at this time being more isolated, being around less people and just really focusing on on my journey with, with this thing that's coming. Well, I think that's part of the process. I think it's well, I, I don't want to say that we should all become recluse because <laughs> that's not about that's, you know, you learn through relationship. All of your inner healing eventually gets integrated through relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. However, Um, You can't be distracted from your own inner journey. And that's the most important thing. And, you know, through your through let's just talk about this now through the inner journey. One of the things that I've noticed and I know you've noticed this is an uptick in ET contact. And um, I guess for you, too, UFO sightings. Uh, Do you want to share with the audience like what you've seen? Yeah, I mean, I've always loved sci fi. So when it started happening, it wasn't really a shock, to be honest. Looking mm-hmm. back, I wasn't when it first kicked off, which was really 2019. It wasn't that long ago and it's accelerated and continues to. But I've shared this piece. This is where it began is where I was coming out of a lucid dream. I was really in theta state and I was still with my first wife at the time. And I had this being come in and it was this little, this little gray, this little Orion. 
uh, with a, a very, very peaceful look on its face. It was just a face and it just shot this love energy into me. And I was just completely bliss. Like it was just unreal. And I sat there for about a minute, couple of minutes, felt like a lot longer, but it literally projected this into me. And I had this image, like it was a stencil in my mind's eye for, for days and days and days. And then I got in, in contact with Sue Walker, Sue and Reverend Otter Walker, who had contact from this group called the Ponte. They're an Orion group, uh, one of the, the Orion Council of Light, or, or they're a positive group. I'm not sure if they're part of the council. But anyway, and um, the and she uh, channels them. She has experiences with them. They both do. And they've got portraits of them. You know, they, they, they're preparing people for, for some contact. Anyway, and one of the first things that I saw from one of her portraits was the exact same picture, like to a wrinkle of this little being that had come in and shot me full of light. And so I'm like, and that, that messed me up for a couple of days. Um, Cause you know, when you get those synchronicities, it really, it makes the hair stand up on your neck. So that's where it began. And then I started to learn about this group because Sue has got a lot of contact with them. I started to reach out to them in meditation. And then I started having personal physical visita visitation. They come to my house scared the shit out of my first wife, which is kind of interesting. Um, she didn't see anything, but they'd, they'd come in through the back door because I'd invited them and I hadn't told her. So don't do that, folks. That's a bad idea. <laughs> um, anyway, um, and I kind of forgotten because I did it in the bath and I was in meditation and I reached out. And ever since then, they've, they've still come here. They follow me around a bit and I've had sightings of them. But that was the beginning of it. And I think that tied into my really focusing on self-mastery on the path that I'm on now. So that was the beginning of it. Now, it's it's sort of come into the realm of a range of different um, beings from uh, the ones that I recognize that the Pleiadian energy that I recognize now, I've learned to determine, and you can determine this over, over time as you have different contact with different beings. You get different sensations in your body. You just get different emotional responses to it. Anyway, so I get much more of that um, definition of, of who's coming in through meditation, through downloads than I do when I'm having a craft or a, you know, a light, light craft sighting. I, I never, I never really get, Oh, that's the Pleiadians. Oh, that's the pond. I never get that ever. Um, so that's interesting. That's something to think about. But, um, the biggest thing that I've had, or the biggest thing that, that, that happened the last year and a half was this fleet sighting I had, maybe from the GFL again, I don't know who it was, but I was in, I'd just broken up with, this was 2018, end of 2018. This is after i just broken up with my first wife, second wife, sorry. Um, I'm complicated folks, don't worry about it. You'll, you'll, you know me by now. And um, I was on the phone in, with, uh, with the States, with Nicole James. And um, we were talking, it was about midnight. And we got off the phone and it was a weird day. Like there's been lots of energy that had happened. Um, I went downstairs, I stepped on a wasp and I got stung by a wasp and I had this strange connection with it. It was a weird thing. And then my little dog, Phoebes, had um, gone to the bathroom after I got off the phone all around the house and uh, not number one, number two. That's very rare for her. She's pretty well trained. And it was like something had terrified her and I only really got that after, but it was like something had scared her. So I spent about an hour and a half clearing this stuff up and um, I was going to take out the uh, the garbage the next morning. So I was going to put it on my front doorstep and then take it out to the main garbage. Now, as I was putting the first sort of uh, a bag of this stuff, this cleanup on the front doorstep, the, and I was living in these condo, these uh, townhouses, which were uh, lots of them, quite a, quite a built up little spot. 
and it's very well lit. There's lots of street lights around. I'm very familiar with the ambient lighting because I go and forth, back and forth, running at night, training at night. So I'm very familiar with the lighting normally at this time. This is about one or two in the morning. And everything was black. And it, it caught my attention like that. I'm like, oh, there's a power outage. That's weird. That's interesting. And I'm at this, this point in my life, I'm always looking up. So I'm like, oh, it's a clear night. I'll see, see who's about. I looked up and the whole stars, the whole uh, uh, sky of stars was moving literally about 20, 30, 40 stars were moving towards me. And I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. Like as you're in the moment, the adrenaline starts going, you start, you're not really there. So I'm like, this is interesting. And I just sit there and watch it. I mean, this is huge fleet, probably a hundred craft come over, some mm. really bright, some very faint, all going the same speed and they're coming over. And I can see the line of the back of the fleet, right? They're, they're relatively far apart. Like you'd see stars in the sky normally, but a little bit closer together. And I can see the line. And as the line, sort of the back of the fleet comes over and um, it's the end of sort of the, the flyover, boom, all the lights come back on. Street lights, outdoor lights. And they came on with a buzz, like a loud buzz. And it literally, it scared the, it scared the crap out of me. It gave me a real fright. I'm like, oh my God. And like, I'm not even thinking at this point. I'm like, and I run to the back of the house. I watch the end of the fleet go over the back of the house. And then all the lights, I didn't even notice the lights were off the back. All the lights at the back came back on. And I'm just like going, I didn't even think to try and connect with them. I'm just saying, thank you. That was amazing. And now that was, a, that was the, the fleet sighting that kicked things off. And I've had many, 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 many more. And they continue every day I'm out. Every day I go out and connect, I have something. There was one after I watched Elizabeth April's show, and there's been a lot before this, but um, EA's show on, I think it was a, the GFL. It could have been the portal one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go and connect with the, the GFL because I've never reached out to them. And I went out on the, the rooftop up here and it's quite a high building at the top. And I just do a real quick CE5, go into meditation, share my light with whoever wants to, to uh, um, come in and, and share that. And I reached out to, I want to contact the Galactic Federation. If any of you guys are around, you want to come in, I welcome you. I invite you into my space. And within 20 seconds, uh, there are 13 craft that come over. Now the first, there's two, four, six so there's six of them that are in twos and they're about about that far away but they're in twos initially and they come over about this speed as i'm watching so quite, they're quite fast these ones they're going quite quick a bit brighter than stars and they disappear in a portal like literally up there every single one of them they just come in and then come in disappear into this exact spot so there's two four six and then there were no sorry two four and then there was two sets of three. So there were th in linear formation too. So there was three that came over, then three that came over, disappeared in exactly the same spot. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then there was one more. The 13th one was very low. It was like this orange glowing orb that I thought was a helicopter, to be honest, because it was really only seemed to be just above the buildings and came through. I don't know whether it had come further on, but I saw it, it almost like it appeared here went for about four or five seconds and then phased out and disappeared. And that was it. But um, I'm pretty sure that was the GFL because I reached out to them directly. But I've had many, many more. I'll tell you about the one I had. Um, this was interesting about three or four days ago. No, it's about a week ago. And I've had another one two days ago, which was the same group. I go down to a spot, um, little copse of trees to meditate, connect with nature. A beautiful little, really quiet spot just down in the south there. And I'm going to go far. I can see the cops of trees from my, my place here on the balcony. And I'd gone down and I was having some confusing thoughts about um, 
the mission and stuff we're talking about, like I really was struggling with, uh, with, with whether I'm doing the right thing right now, et cetera. And I had a beautiful meditation and a wonderful message come through and I came back and I was sitting in the car and um, you got to really see it to, to sort of understand the landscape. It was very flat. You can see for three, four, 500 kilometers long, very flat and so. And um, as I was in my car here like this, and I'm sitting here and the fields go on for miles and miles and miles. There's a little construction thing here because there's work going on in some of the fields. They're building something. Um, and I had this little gap and there's some trees here. The road is kind of going off up there. And there's a, a little window from the trees here to this little construction um, thing. There's some boards and stuff that are standing here. So I've got this little thing, but I can see for a long, long way. I can see the fields. I can see for a good hundred kilometers. About 8 p.m., it was pretty hazy, and these four, initially these four lights just started glowing, and they just were static, and then they'd phase out, they'd glow in, and they glow out. I'm like, oh, it's probably just like, um, actually, initially, I thought it was, I thought it was a telephone line, a, tele a telegraph pole line with foil on it, and the wind was blowing it, the sun was still out, and I thought oh. the sun was catching them, and that's just kind of what I thought. I'm like, oh, okay. it kind of looks like that, and very quickly, it was apparent that it wasn't. And these lights were starting to, there's four of them, just go in sync. And I thought, oh, that's probably a, like it's a power grid. It's something on a, a, a big pylon. And as soon as I thought that, they started flashing independently and really fast, like Shh, that one would stop and then that one would go. And then they would do it together. And I'm like, okay, I can't, I can't explain away anything at this point. Like I really don't know what it is. And then they started moving. Like, and they're, they're fluorescent white, really, 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 really white. And they started moving around a little bit and going around each other. Nothing fast, super slow. It's went on for about five minutes. Like it was a long time. And that ended and I'm like texting everyone like, oh my God, this was a really cool one. I'm texting everyone. You text me. <laughs> did, I, did I text you or not? Yeah. I did text you. Okay. Yeah, this, yeah. Um, and then I went down again. Uh, what are we now? Uh, Tuesday. So I went down on Sunday. And I went down there again, not really thinking that they'd be there, uh, but always open to it. And so I call it the field now. It's kind of the field where things mm -hmm. happen. As soon as I got down there, only one light this time, exactly the same place. I parked in exactly the same place, precision, you know, exactly the same spot. And there was one that came on and was just like, Shh, and then it moved around and then, Shh, and then I, I was like, oh, at this point, I'm just kind of used to it. I'm like, oh, hey guys, like, thanks for coming down. I appreciate you coming and say hi. And I was walking down into the field to this copse of trees. And it was kind of following me. It went behind the trees and was flashing again. And then it disappeared and then it went away from the sea again. So how far like away from you, like ground level, was it? It's really difficult to tell with these. But this is mm -hmm. the daytime sightings. And I had another one, which I'll share with you. Same place. Um, I'm going to say it was about 30 kilometers away. It was quite far away. Um, I could make out the, the orbs quite well. Um, but they were quite distant. Like if I try to get it on camera, you would have on my iPhone, you would have seen it, but it wouldn't have been like the naked eye at all. Um, but it was about 20 or 30 K away. I think I've got to, I've got to some, some point walk down to where I think they are and see what's actually down there. Yeah. But wow. it's just fields. So like you call it the field of beams. You know? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. I get a, I get a feeling from it now as well. Like it's the field. I mean, mm -hmm. that should be creating them. But, oh my gosh. You um, to write a whole movie about it. And I had a really interesting one, same spot. Um, 
and this is why it's interesting that coming out of this this attack, my daytime sightings have, have started to happen, which is very interesting because normally it's all at night um, that I know of. This um, I'd reached out very blasé, just not even connecting. I just like uh, came down at a, at a Timmy's, at a Tim Hortons, at a coffee. I was just sitting down there. It was about 1 p.m. I go down there quite a bit because it's quite peaceful down there. Windows down and just just chilling out. I'm like, oh, if anybody wants to come in, because the mountains, I've got a clear view of the mountains too, where I've seen a lot of craft zipping around because there's a lot of dumps here. Anyway, um, and I just reached out, like I said, I think um, out loud, if any of my cosmic cousins are around or guys, come, come say hi. And quite quickly, I think within about five minutes, I just looked up and there was a silver disc and it was like, if you've seen some of Peter Maxwell Slattery's images, it was like one of the silver discs that was in one of those. I thought it was just a, I'm like, okay, let's explain this away. Is it a weather balloon? Whatever that is. Is it um, a normal silver balloon? Is it a drone? Is it a you know a plane? Is it a helo? Is it a helicopter? And you have to go through this stuff. Um, and, but I already kind of knew because it was moving weird. I thought it might be a balloon but it was really reflecting off the sun, but I could tell it was actually glowing. It was actually creating some of its own light. Mm. And this thing was, it may, it may have even been a drone from a, a mothership, but it was moving really, really slow. And I watched it, like my windscreen kind of ended, my windshield ended about, I guess about there as I'm sitting down. And I watched it all the way across and I can see it probably 15 minutes went across the whole sky and then went towards the mountains. But it was a clear disc shape. Mm. And that was a very interesting one. Wow. So... Okay, before we go, because I know you've got to jump on a call soon. Oh, yeah. um, what is what? How? What's your feeling about the increase in sightings in relation to the disclosure? Let's just call it the controlled disclosure that is um, starting to drip out right now. Like, what are you? What are your? What's your intuitiveness telling you about all of this? Yeah, that's a really good question. That's a really important question. I think I'll preface that with saying, if any of you out there are a star seeds, you know you are, you know you're not from here, and you're not having contact like this, there's nothing wrong with you at all. I'm nothing special. There are people that are having way crazier contact than me. Um, so just make sure that you're in your own, you're in your own heart center with this. Everyone's experience is very personal, and it doesn't mean anything if nothing is happening to you in a particular way. So I want to make sure we say that. Um, I think as it comes to disclosure. Um, I'm so removed now from the official narrative. The last three or four months, I've completely removed myself from it because I know that we're going to be doing, you know, Unicol, us, we're the leaders of the new earth and the governments of the old earth are not really going to have a play in this. Now, of course, we're going to be working with our cosmic cousins, et cetera, and each other to rebuild when we come to that point. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even connected to what the government is doing. I'm keeping an eye on it, but I know it's all, I know it's all controlled. Um, I do think from the star seeds and the light workers, light warriors perspective, that um, there's a number of reasons why we're experiencing accelerated contact. One could be that you're about to go into a whole nother experience and, and meet your cosmic family, or it could be like me where they show up just to remind me of the bigger picture, remind me to stay in presence, remind me as in Alison's video that I'm probably having contact in the astral in other realms right now a lot. In fact, I know I am. So it's a reminder and a preparation for that. And, and uh, I think uh, to develop familiarity for the world that we're going into, which is going to be like a scene from Star Wars, you know, when you see the Star Wars movies where there's like a major city and there's a thousand different races all doing all kinds of stuff. Well, we're heading into a future very similar to that. And um, so it's to prepare people for that too. And there may be hidden messages in there. There may be activations. I know I get flashes of craft 
um, when this, I call them my flashy friends. I don't know who they are, um, to be honest. I thought they were the Pleiadian High Council, which I don't know much about, but I've learned that they're not them. And I think I get activations from them because every time they do that and I have a contact experience the next day, I'm haywire, I'm all over the place. But anyway, um, so I think it's this stuff as well, it's activation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's just to be paid attention to, not not too personally, but diligently. And if you have a contact experience to go into meditation afterwards and just to let stuff come through um, to do that. But it is preparation because we are heading in towards some, yeah, some mainstream disclosure, but more importantly, our way of life is about to become extremely integrated with these higher beings. Yes. And I mean, just really quickly, because a couple nights ago, I told, I put it on my telegram channel. I was in meditation with, I actually wasn't trying to connect with anyone. I was just trying to relax myself before a really big day on Monday. And all of a sudden an image of a shorter green being, a green skin being was in my third eye and was looking directly at me. And I see Fearless is in the chat here right now. And I know Fearless, you've also met very similar looking beings. I have to say these ones had like hair coming out of their crown in like a, a dark haired ponytail almost. Oh, like. I read but this. Yeah, yeah I but there was like a gold kind of ornamental thing, like spirally thing around, like sitting on the head. And there was no hair anywhere else. Like there was no hair. And it was interesting to look because I've never seen anything like that before. You know, it was just, it wasn't anything my mind would have conjured up on its own. Mm -hmm. And I was just looking at it going, who are you? And I think many of us are going to be experiencing contact with a lot of different beings and entities out there right now because we're holding higher frequencies and um, I believe that we're supposed to be bringing in more information from other races that I believe many of us have probably integrated with before, even these lifetimes here on Earth. But we've all lost understanding of it or we're, it's just not as available to us. Yeah. So we're going to be getting information from much further away galactic races and the, you know, Palladians and the Syrians and the Arcturians and Lyrans and the, you know, the Orient, like Orion and, and all that. So it's, it's interesting times we're living in. So I think that, yeah. you know, go in with an open mind of connection, knowing that, uh, you know, sometimes it's best just to go in blank, you know, no expectations and no need for anything, you know, that losing that attachment to whatever it is you're trying to connect with and just connecting through your own heart, opening the portal of your heart will really allow for a lot to come through. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Beautiful, beautifully put. And also you can help others with this stuff, like as they start to step into contact for the first time. I had this the other night, I was with um, the uh, one of the campaign teams here for the, the next Calgary mayor. And we were just firing cars and having fun. And immediately I got the call to look up and I've seen this group a number of times and they've done lots of different things, but they've done this before. It was super bright. Like it was like an, F- an FAA light from a plane that had just sort of turned around. It was really bright. And it was moving really slow, super silent, looked really close, looked like about four or 500 feet away, less than a thousand feet in ceiling. And it was just going, and I'm, just, I'm standing in the middle of Walmart car park, relatively busy about 10 PM. There's people going around. I'm just, at this point, I just don't care. Like it's just part of the part of my life. And a good friend of mine, um, he comes up and he, I'm standing here, and it's sort of like a scene from a movie. He comes up and it's like stands beside me, and he like looks at me, and he like looks at me and I'm like what are you looking at? 
And at this point, I know this is a particular group. I don't know who, but I know it's a group of some kind. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, he's never seen a, a, a craft, I don't think. And so I'm like, oh, that's interesting, isn't it? And he's like, yeah, it's really bright. And I'm like, um, what do you think it is? Kind of having fun with him. He's like, oh, it's probably a plane. I'm like, yeah, it could be, but there's no FAA lights. Like there's no flashing lights. He's like, no, there isn't. I'm like, there's no sound either. It seems pretty close. He's like, no, there isn't. And I'm like, hmm, anyway, maybe it's a drone. It could be a drone. There's plenty of drones running. He's like, yeah, it could be a drone. I'm like, well, you know, a drone with that level of, of light power would, a commercial drone, I know the drone industry quite well, would be super loud. Like that takes a lot of propulsion if it's a drone that big, not a UAV, but a, a commercial drone. And I said, it probably isn't a drone. He's like, you know what? It probably isn't. I'm like, you know what? It's probably a helo, probably a helicopter. Um, police, a lot of police helicopters around in Calgary right now. And he's like, yeah, it probably is. I'm like, well, there's no FAA lights on that either, or there's no spotlights on that. And there's definitely, there's no sound. So that's weird. <laughs> I'm like playing with him and he's like, yeah, that's interesting. What is that? And as I see that, I can see another, I don't think it's Starlink. I think this was a craft. There was another craft that came across quite fast and I had a couple more of those that happened that night. And so that was an, a little bit of initiation for him. Um, this particular group, they followed me all over the place down to the States as well. But this, this, as you awaken to be mindful of, and we're going through this journey of activation ourselves, is that you can actually, you'll be put in places if you're ready to, to help others. Um, who says you can't get your activation at Walmart? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. One of the lowest frequency places I can imagine going into, but you never know. <laughs> I think I've been in Walmart twice and that may be the, the, the limit for the rest of my incarnation. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Let everyone know because guys, I'm sure many of you are subscribed to Dave's um, Above Duality YouTube channel, but he's not able to operate from there right now so let everyone know where they can find you yeah we've been banned for a couple of weeks for uploading or doing anything um and i won't go into that but um you can put the pieces together with the censorship rampage that's going on so i've created the backup channel uh we will be back on in two weeks if my channel is not removed completely but uh the backup channel is above and beyond duality you can just youtube that in the youtube search i think nicole's going to pop that in the, uh, the description but um uh, I'll be there for the at least the next two weeks. We may move there permanently. Please do like and subscribe if, if something adds value there. Uh, we're trying to build up a, a secondary channel for, for backup. So um, that's where you'll be, where I'll be. I'm on Telegram, as many of you know. Uh, Instagram a little bit, but I'm not really trying to build that. But uh, YouTube is our, our main home. So that's where I'll be. Perfect. Well, everyone go subscribe. I got the backup channel in the description below this video and it'll be in the show notes for those of you listening in iTunes and Spotify later on. Guys, I love you so much. I'm going to be on tomorrow night for all signs. And then I'm also hopefully Thursday, if I can, I'm going to do the demon video for all of you. <laughs> okay. On how to break contracts, what to look out for, all the trickery that they play, um, dark entities, all that kind of stuff, because it seems to be um, ramping up just as, you know, the the light and the dark start getting more and more polarized, right? So um, mm -hmm. look out for that, guys. I love you so much. If you're not joined to my Telegram channel, please go join. Links in the description below. Um, that's where I drop everything. Um, and I will be back with you guys next week. Lots of love to you.
Thanks for listening and being such a supportive audience. All video episodes can now be found on my personal YouTube channel, Nicole Frolic. If you would like to further support the show, you can visit my merchandise shop or send any donations to the PayPal link in the description below. Remember, a mind is like a parachute. Unless it's open, it's useless. So keep joining me each week as I continue to expand the mind and explore life beyond this reality.